Welcome back to Book Talks Podcast. This is Kayla. And Marissa. And this week we read The Twelve Dates of Christmas by Jenny Bayless. We were not originally going to read this. We were going to read The Turnout by, I don't remember. Meg Abbott. Yes. And it's going to be like a nutcracker kind of horror book. We were done with scary and thriller books for the season. We're like, let's read some happy books for the holidays. Christmas Eve is tomorrow. So, I mean, it makes sense. We are going to release our thriller. (laughs) I forgot that we're literally releasing it right before Christmas. So 12 dates makes way more sense. We probably should have switched, like, turn out with holiday swap. Because we're still going to read another Christmas book next week but mm. yeah I was already reading this I've had this for a while so I really wanted to read this book and it was definitely an easier read than the turnout would have been yeah it was a very easy read I enjoyed it I didn't love it but I definitely enjoyed it the hating game for some reason is still like my favorite rom-com we've done and I don't know why <laughs> it's everybody's though like yeah. it's very popular and I don't know why a lot of the <laughs> books is just like kind of blend together for me yeah I've been on like a binge reading holiday books and this is my like fourth one in like the past two weeks. <laughs> Hopefully I remember which one to which. No, I, really, I did like it. I liked the concept a lot. Like if they did 12 dates of Christmas around in New York, I would sign up in a heartbeat. Oh, heck yeah. I was slightly concerned on the hiking date because I was like, oh, you're going to go off alone with a man in the woods. But then it was like a group hike. And I was like, oh, this is, this makes so much more sense. Like, sign me up. And you don't have to choose the hiking one, which I would probably choose. I think the other option is like laser tag. And like, I would definitely probably pick laser tag over hiking in the cold. Well, especially because what if you chose hiking and the guy you got paired up with is like some crazy hiking nut. He like runs 5Ks for every Christmas and Thanksgiving. And then you get stuck in one of those families. You don't want that. We're in a holiday 5K. <laughs> Did you run yours already? I did it last weekend and actually, so I didn't train at all for it. I was going to, I like even bought like a running app and it's just so cold in New York and my bones just hurt that I'm like, nah. And I actually ran the entire thing in 32 minutes. (laughs) That's awesome. Wow. Running, I might actually be kind of good at it. (laughs) (laughs) Dang it. (laughs) May will give me time to run in the heat. I just hate the cold. I don't know why I live in New York. Although, so I really would want to live in this town, even though it sounds really cold. And like, she walks everywhere. She does. We walk everywhere in New York, but everything's really close. Mm -hmm. I feel like things aren't close. She was like, oh yeah, it's been like a 45 minute walk. Like, no, you couldn't pay me to walk 45 minutes in (laughs) anywhere. No, like a 45 minute walk to me is a workout. Like I have to put on my workout clothes and get amped up for it because that's a workout. She like walks the dates. Like I would be so sweaty. (laughs) Mm. (laughs) They would nickname me the sweaty girl if I walked all these dates. (laughs) I did like her town because it seemed really close knit, small town vibes. It kind of gave me... The Switch by Beth O'Leary. Did you ever finish that one about the grandma and the daughter? It gave me like the grandma town vibes where like everyone knows each other and bakes each other things and everyone's in everyone's business, which is kind of fun to read about. I'm not sure about living that in real life, though. (laughs) I do wonder if towns in the, like they always write books like this, but it's based in 
England. Like, mm-hmm. are towns like this actually exist in England? Because it's like, con- it reminds me of a lot of Gilmore Girls. And I always wanted to live in a town like that growing up, watching Gilmore Girls. And I think I still do. Like, I love being in a big city like Kate, but I think I'd want to settle down in like a small little town. Like, I'd be in the town council. Like, I think I would love that. <laughs> be on the town council. Planning the town 10Ks. Like, I I think I would thrive in a town like this. For people to be, like, enthusiastic and, like, do things with me, like, I would be here for it. Yeah. I related a lot to Kate because, like, she was a small town girl, but she also traveled the world. I also feel like she escapes her problems like I do, where she just runs away. (laughs) Literally, after the, the, like, last fight with Nat, and she's like, I'm just going to move. I'm just going to leave. And, like, packed a bag, and I was like... Kate, this is not how you deal with problems. <laughs> like, you cannot just leave every time something goes wrong. I have this desire too. Whenever I get like an argument, I'm like, I'm just going to move. Like, or I'm just not going to talk to him ever again. Like, I don't know. I have the same rationale. So I totally get it. I know it's a really unhealthy coping mechanism. <laughs> I was watching Station 19 and the, there was a therapist in the show and she said, uh, hysterical, historical. And whenever you act hysterical, it's because you have a historical trauma. And this just like, kind of made sense because her mom was always like cheating on her dad. And like, I know, you know like, she jet set around the world. And whenever Kate's faced with like a, like an issue, like she kind of acts hysterical and was like, I'm moving. I'm going to email everyone to move. I also would just be too lazy to move. If I had a house set up the way I want it and it's like winter, I'm like, I'm just not going to move. <laughs> Yeah. I was shocked that she has her own house. I mean, she was 30 something. So maybe it makes sense. And it seemed like a good size house. I think she's pretty up there in her design career. She did say like, I was like pretty much like she's career driven. And she did say like, I think if me and Matt would have been together from the start, like I wouldn't have been this successful because she probably wouldn't have traveled the world and had like her inspirations for her design. I think I've got to make a, like, a good bit of money to be like a designer. Not everyone can do that. I don't feel like she worked at all during this book. <laughs> I feel like she was always working, but like only here and there. Like it was very like much on her own time. And I just wish like our job could be like that. I wish yeah. I loved accounting as much to like, oh, I can't wait to wake up in the morning and do taxes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, she was working for free though at the coffee shop a lot. And I was like, oh, to have free time and just work for free. What's that like? <laughs> Part of me always, like, wants to retire in a town upstate New York and, like, open a bookstore and just, like, have a book cat. And, like, that's what I want to do. I don't, I, I'm so torn in my life. Like, part of me wants to be, like, this, like, big city corporate girl. And then the other part of me, like, wants me to, like, live in a remote town. And books like this just, like, want me to do that. I think about that, too. Because, like, I feel like I could be happy in multiple settings, But it's like I take on a different personality depending on the setting. So it's like who you end up with, not necessarily romantically, but usually romantically, kind of drives who you become. Yeah, and I think her being in love with Matt is the only reason she really, like, came back. (laughs) Well, because of her dad, too. But, like, I think she stuck around because of that. Yeah, I, I agree. I had all these big plans for reading this Christmas, I, I brought the holidays with me, the holiday swap, which we're doing next week. And then I have books on my Kindle to read. And I have not touched a book 
aside from this one. And I read this like super fast because I was really behind. Um, and it's just like really hard being in a house with a baby. Your Instagram killed me. Do you think like people that you haven't talked to in a really long time would be like, is this her baby? <laughs> Potentially. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I did not have a baby. My sister had a baby for anyone listening, but they are a lot of work. Yeah, I I don't actually know any like babies, to be honest. I was shocked in this book. Who was it? The ice skating date when she was really adamant and was like, I need to have children. And he was like, well, I don't want them. I I feel like I would have been okay with just like being like an adoptive mother. But yeah, because like, he already had kids. Also, like, I don't really know the time frame, but like 32, like, I feel like you gotta, gotta start working on that. My mom was saying this to me last night. She's like, oh, Marissa, when you turn 30, your biological clock will start ticking and it'll kick in and you'll get all hormonal and you'll <laughs> want kids. I was like, calm down. That's four years away. <laughs> that freaks me out. Yes. Because I, I feel like I wanted kids in my teens, like 18, 19, when I liked boys and I was like, oh, we could get married and have like 50 children. <laughs> No, but like now I'm like 26. I live alone. I'm like settled in my career. Like I haven't been on a date in who knows how long. So it's like, I'm not really thinking that way anymore. Now I'm thinking about my career, but my mom's like, oh, just wait till you turn 30. Like, oh gosh. I feel like that's Kate too. Like whenever everyone, I hate how every date they're like, why are you single? Like to each other. Except I think that question is so annoying. Like if someone asks me why I'm single, I'm like, because I am like just like <laughs> stop don't ask me but I think she had the same answer she's like oh I would just like kind of complain like she just wasn't thinking about it she was just working and like mm-hmm. 32 came upon her and she's like shit yeah. <laughs> she's like I gotta get moving <laughs> Which, that's why I really like this book because I like that she was 32 and like she wasn't some like young kid like the bachelor's filled with like people in their like 23 24 like oh I'm ready to get married like no you're not <laughs> You need a college degree. <laughs> I still like I'm a kid sometimes and I'm 25. <laughs> no, I agree. These, the, the bachelor with the young people and they're like, I'm ready to get married and fall in love. And I'm like, you don't know what you want. You are a child. <laughs> and I like how like, I think everyone she went on a date with was like older than 30 and she like knew what she wanted in a relationship. She was not going to settle for anything and I like that she's like yeah. I don't and she said a couple of times, like I don't need a man but I want one and I like yeah. that because like I relate fully I feel like you've literally said that before yeah like I I fully agree with her no I really I, it's why I think I really like this book because I really relate it's Kate in a lot of ways I do hope I'm like kind of settled by 30 with a boy like I yeah. feel like 30 is like the big number like when you're over 30 you're just like oof gotta work on that but The only thing that really freaked me out with this book was that all her dates were like 35 to 45, divorced and with children. And that's never been like a huge turn on for me. (laughs) Um, Like I get people get divorced, but I don't know. I also feel like, okay, you couldn't make it work with that person and you have kids with that person. Like, what will it be like with me? Also, I feel like there's a lot of like comparing like in the back of your mind and you don't mean to but I feel like you would constantly be comparing like 
your current like marriage to your old marriage Mm -hmm. so I would be a lot of self-conscious in my mind like I would just be like oh no like is this worse than his last marriage like yeah yeah all her dates were like oh my ex-wife is amazing she is the best woman on the planet amazing mother and like that's great I'm glad they have a good relationship but when I'm on a first date with you quite frankly I want to hear how amazing I am (laughs) (laughs) that well half of them are so in love with their ex-wives and like went back to them I I can't believe the first guy the one that she like Richard Richard had a wife Richard (laughs) did you and the line where they're like kissing or something and he's like I want to know what you want. I want to know what makes you scream. I physically threw my laptop because I was reading on my Kindle and I threw it to the end of my bed and I went, oh, like, oh my gosh, that is disgusting. Richard, you're like a 45-year-old man. Like, I've definitely read worse lines. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I hated that. I'm currently reading Window Shopping. Uh-huh. And that book makes me cringe. <laughs> <laughs> it's very popular, though. You like it, right? Or no? I'm I'm torn at the moment. I have like 80 pages left. It's okay. a short book. I don't love it yet. <laughs> you, I really liked In the Holidays. Like, out of the four mm-hmm. books that I've read in the past two weeks of holiday-themed books, In ho- Holidays is my favorite. I read Taurus Trap. There's actually three books to that one, and I really like that one, too. But it's okay. more of a, just like a, it's not like smut. Window shopping is smut. And mm. In Holidays has some good ste- good scenes. Mm. I feel like we didn't really have that many good scenes here. No. she. I think Richard felt her up at one point, and that was like the extent of <laughs> the smut. Like, even with Matt, we didn't get anything in their final scene. I know. I know. Okay. Like- so let's dive into Matt. I did know from, like, the minute Matt walked in that it was going to be him. Like, yes. that's just, like, the plot of the book. Like, she's going to go on 12 dates with strangers, but she's going to fall in love with her best friend. Like, of course. You knew it. From the yeah. minute, from the minute, sorry, I don't even know what the synopsis says. Actually, I realized we stopped talking about synopsises. We did. I was like, oh, yeah, it, it mentions Matt in the synopsis. Like, we all knew of it. Of course. We were just going to figure out how. And we knew it was like, you know, a rom-com's going to blow up at the end. And then they're going to save the day, confess their loves. And then that's, that's what happens in a rom-com. It's never going to not be that 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 article, that timeline. You yeah, just like yeah. know when everything's going really well, like, oh, something's going to blow up. <laughs> and then they're going to fall in love. And that's what's going to happen. Yes. And that um, is what happened. Yes. <laughs> also, so with Matt, I didn't like how he manipulated her a lot to do things with him she was just so dependent on him not dependent but like um she was willing to drop everything for him which was weird because she was so independent and like on her date she could hold her own um like when the gingerbread man building architect guy was like being a little brat and she just started decorating it how she wanted I feel like she pushed back but with Matt there was no pushback he asked anything, and she was there. Yeah, like, he was the boss, and she just let him, which was just shocking to her personality, because everything up to yeah. that point, she was, like, very independent and and did her own thing and was her own yeah. boss. Yeah, I didn't like that. Whenever he would, like, ask her for help, and she, like, had no willpower to say no, that kind of irked me, especially when he had a girlfriend. I was like, come on. Like, let's not be pathetic here. <laughs> yeah, it did feel like he was using her 
as opposed to like them hanging out. I do say though, if like I love the guy and he asked me to to help him, I probably would drop everything to help him. But yeah. I would hope it would, and it, I guess it was reciprocated. But like, I don't like she didn't ask him as much as he asked her. And to like the presumption, like when he bought them dinner and was trying to convince her to stay, and he's like well, I got us dinner. And it's like, oh, so this was premeditated. Like, you knew she wasn't going to want to do this. So you, like, bribed her with food. Yeah. I also upset that we didn't get the backstory more about their big blowout. I don't think it was described. I don't think so. Well, it was because they had sex. But why did Matt, like leave her if he was in love with her i wanted like a full backstory i wanted to yeah like them have sex and like what happened afterwards and like that was like i want a flashback mm-hmm. which i normally don't like flashbacks but like i think i needed one in this situation yeah. because i was just confused and they didn't talk for four years and like yeah and then like laura laura lauren laura, laura. I think. through that like he came to me and said he was in love with me love with you and then he ran I couldn't tell you like also what best friend like I would have like if my best friend the man I know I would have told her like I, 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 I couldn't have kept the secret yeah she would have came home from her travels but like that's her choice to do also like I feel like Laura had to have known they were in love with each other I know everyone knew they were in love with each other like in that town everyone saw it and Laura acted like it was this crazy like oh my gosh where is this coming from like Laura really open your eyes <laughs> she's just too busy with her damn kids also the <laughs> kids seem messy her she made everything about her and her kids which like I get you're a parent you have kids your life is hard but, like, your friend also needed you. And she'd be like, oh, well, you think you have a hard life. Let me show you what Tommy over here did. It's like, oh, my gosh. Freaking kids. Yeah, I didn't love Laura. I mean, I like how close they were as friends. And I like when she showed up whenever Matt called and was like, I think she needs somebody. Yeah. I did like how Matt was, like, secretly, like, always there for her. Like, in situa- situations like that where, like, he wasn't even speaking to Kate and he called Laura and was like, I think you should go over there. Yeah, I think Kate's bad at asking for help, mm-hmm. but that was only that was the only redeeming thing with Matt. Also, I just feel like their makeup was like so swift. Yeah, it was like ten pages, and I figured it was gonna be like that because I think I got to the end. It was like thirty pages left, and they still hadn't gone back together. And she was like going on a date with her gay best friend. Yeah, and I was like, I don't know how this is gonna get back together, but it's gonna be like a like a whoosh. Yeah. No, and I didn't love either that he was dating that Sarah, Sarah girl, and they, they seemed like they loved each other, and he so easily, like, just was cool with her going back to her ex and then getting with Kate. I was like, it's kind of too fast. Whenever he said that Sarah picked up the costumes with Oliver, I was like, what? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Oliver and her back together already? I did think that was, like, a twist there whenever um, she meshed with Oliver, who was, like, the nice guy who she made out with, and then ended up being, like, Sarah's ex, like, it was just, like, what a, I wouldn't have saw that coming, but. I didn't see it coming, but then when we found out it was Sarah's ex, I was, like, oh, is this how she's gonna get with Matt? Because, like, Sarah will go back to the ex, and, like, she can have Matt. I want more detail there, one more blow-up. I There was just more detail on these dates that you didn't care about 
opposed to like what the actual root of the story is. I skimmed a lot of the detail, if I'm being honest. One, because I was behind, but two, because I didn't care that you described the snow for four pages. Like, I want to know about the date or I want to know what's going to happen with Matt. Like, I don't know. Like, in a rom-com, I don't need to have world building. I just need the romance. Yeah. So, overall, it's like a decent book. There was just, like, less of what we wanted and more of, what thing, of things we didn't want. Mm-hmm. But I, I feel like it still was kind of a fast read. Uh, how many pages was it? Only, like, 350, I think. Which when we say only 350 now, like our our <laughs> gauge of pages have just been out the window. Oh, this actually has discussion questions. They looked hard though. <laughs> I read some of them. Okay, which of the dates is was the most entertaining for you to read? How do you think Kate handled herself through some of the mishaps and misunderstandings? Most interesting date. Ooh, it's hard. Okay, let's see. There was the first one she got stood up. The second one, he was in love with someone else. I was actually telling my sister about this. and She's like, oh, yep, that's what dating in your 30s is like. <laughs> I don't know. The, the gingerbread one stands out to me and the wine tasting one stands out to me, but only because they were so bad. Oh, the escape room one. I would have loved to do an escape room, but that guy was like terrified. <laughs> well, this was what is the most entertaining for you to read. Um, yeah, the escape room was entertaining for me to read. I just was really pissed at Richard, like, looking back now, because he oh. literally had a wife, and he sabotaged her date. Do you think he was in on the betting ring? I don't think so. Because he didn't even show up to the first date. Like, I don't think he was really committed. I just don't know why he was so committed with, like, sleeping with Kate. Because he was, he wined and dined her. He, like, he had a wife. He had kids. But he was committed to Kate until, like, until he wasn't. And then he's like, come on, we'd be good in the sack together. And I was like, Richard, what the hell? He did two really big extravagant dates. Yeah. Like, he rented the back room of that bar, like, catered in food. And then he bought, like, a room at the, or not a room, but, like, a nice dinner at the, at the manor. Like, he did not, like, not, like, easy, simple dates. Like, he had to put them on. But it did seem like he just might, it was, he had so much money, he didn't really care. And, like, which she kept swooning over his, like, arrogance with the money. I was not swooning over that. I thought that was, like, kind of gross, him being, like, all about the money and, like, oh, well, I can do whatever with my money. Like, I do want a rich man. Like, that is hot. But I don't want him to throw it in my face all the time that he's rich. I feel like she was, like, conflicted with that. Yeah. Like, I feel like she spooned, but she would, like, say comments where she didn't want to spoon. It just sucks because, like, when Richard took her on the makeup first date and they played, like, Connect Four, that was really cute. And he didn't, like try and make a move on her he walked her to her car he was a perfect gentleman and I was like yeah it's not going to be like a passionate love affair with Richard probably but like he's safe he's comfortable he could take care of her and when you're in your 30s like maybe that's what you need and then he turned out to be married and a a douchebag yeah it it sucked that I actually sucks that like she went on 12 days with strangers and they didn't work out I know. It sucks that her best date was literally with the gay guy. (laughs) 
also sign me up for a salsa class I think that's my favorite like the fact that yeah. like, he, whenever he's like you're just not my type <laughs> she's like oh Excuse me? <laughs> he's like yeah you're just not a guy <laughs> I was so mad when he said you're not my type because I was like that's really rude like right off the bat and then he's like no it's because you're not a guy he's like oh oh never mind that's fine <laughs> Oh, no, when the escape room guy is like, I don't like you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It is good practice, like, getting yourself out there and meeting new people. And she, like, made a friend out of the deal. But I would be so discouraged if I, like, went on this big thing, went on 12 dates, and none of it worked out. None of them. My, what is it? um, Self-esteem? Yes. (laughs) Self-esteem would be at an all-time low. (laughs) I'd probably just give up altogether. And I don't have a mat to fall back on. Get a cat, make some tea, and open a bookstore. I think I might just do that anyway. <laughs> Feels like the way to go. And I hate how she was like, it just hit me. I was in love with Matt. I'm like, you knew you were in love with Matt forever. Stop just saying it just hit you. I know. I think, I mean, after they slept together, which caused the big blowout, I still don't understand why like Matt was like, go away I'm not your friend and she did she like went and traveled the world and then like two days later he's like no actually I'm in love with her that didn't make sense but regardless I feel like after she slept with him she would have known at that point because it meant so much to her that they slept together and then like she just went off and traveled the world and she convinced herself she wasn't in love with him she could have just said like she was hiding her feelings. Like whenever she talked to Laura, she's like, "Yeah, it just hit me." I'm like, "No, it didn't just hit you. You've been pondering this for years." Like literally, every time you thought about him and Sarah, you got mad. <laughs> so I don't know if I was in love with the guy. If I could be so calm, cool, collected near him and his girlfriend, it was clear they were in love. Everyone knew. I knew it from page four of the book. Like the first time Matt's name was mentioned, I was like, "Oh yeah, you're in love with him." Yeah. I feel like every time we, like I like the book and then we go on here and talk about it, I end up not liking the book. Take it apart. I would have liked like a little more like a year from now, her and Matt. Like I just feel like it was just a very quick wrap up. I would have wanted some more. I would have wanted some more backstory. But overall, fine read. Gets you in the holiday spirit. It makes you want to move to some little town in England and decorate your town square and join a carol or crew and knit sweaters (laughs) also the fact that they call sweaters jumpers really throws me off but i also want the the sex kittens to to knit me a jumper i didn't yeah i was thrown off by the jumper thing because she'd be like i'm gonna wear this jumper on my date i was like that's that's your outfit but no it was like a cute sweater I'm gonna wear this jumper. I pictured like a onesie. Yes, and that's why I was like, "You're wearing that on a first date, like a Christmas one." I was like, "Oh, is she just wearing a reindeer whole onesie?" It was clever, I will say. At the end, I I didn't pick up partridge in a pear tree until the end when there was a partridge in the pear tree but like the whole book they they talk about this pear tree and I did not put two and two together that that was like gonna relate to the song I like his um his little lullaby or like his little version of the song but with her 12 dates I like that I forgot what exactly what it was but it was the really 12 funny dates of shagmas <laughs> one's crying one's gay yeah. That was actually the most entertaining one for me is when the guy just burst out the tears. <laughs> and I just kind of cried. forgot about that. 
Why was he crying? Because the girl he loved, like, she uh, let him get away because his parents didn't approve. And then she, like, coached him into calling her. I just died. <laughs> yeah. When you're helping your date get back together with his ex, probably not a good date. She essentially did that with Oliver, too. I know. Yeah, she's she's a fixer. Maybe that's why she likes Matt. I feel like Matt needs some fixing. Yeah, I think so, too. I'm happy her dad got together with that lady. I hated her mother. I cannot believe how nice her dad is, and he would have been okay with her mom just, like, sleeping around. I hate when her mom just assumed that, like, she would pay for her to get out of jail and, like, not yeah. try and pay her back. That's pretty awful. Her mom reminded me of Bella Swan's mom. <laughs> <laughs> a little ditzy <laughs> traveling around with her her uh, lover <laughs> oh, if my mother called me naked on a boat and told me she was arrested I don't know what I would do if my mother sent me lingerie and was like this will help you on your date I don't know what I would do <laughs> <laughs> okay what do you give this book it's a like a 3.7. Yeah, I think it could be like a, like a 4.3. I forget what I rated it. I think I have a five stars on Goodreads. I gave it four on Goodreads. It's not a bad book, but as far as rom-coms go, I compare a lot of them to The Hating Game. Which I actually didn't love. I mean, I don't I know. dislike The Hating Game, but I just thought it had no substance to it either. It had no substance, but it was witty. Like, they're their banter was witty and um, him taking care of her. I think I'm a sucker for guys taking care of girls. I thought it was very insta-love. I think that's why I like friends to lovers over hate hating to lovers. Mm. I, I'm an enemies to lovers. Because it doesn't, I you just don't jump from hating each other that drastically to like instant love. I just don't wrap my head around the insta-love. Whereas friends to lovers, makes a little bit more sense to me like how her and Matt jumped into it made it a little more sense to me because they've had these like 12 zillion years of friendship to yeah. build on whereas like when you hate someone you like especially them two in that book and hating game they didn't really know each other that well like they knew what they did at work but what I do at work and what I do at home is very different yeah, like he could be painting his room the color of your eyes, like a freaking creeper. And yeah, that just really <laughs> freaks me out, actually. After meeting you for one day. <laughs> I don't feel like we got a lot of her and Matt. So I think that's like why for me, I didn't love this book as much. I would have I, I wanted more of her and Matt. I agree. Yeah. No, it's definitely not my favorite. But yeah. Cute though for Christmas. Yeah. It's definitely a Hallmark movie. I just feel like all the holiday rom-coms are just, like, Hallmark-esque. They are. More than, like, normal rom-coms. Yep, that's about it. I give, yeah, I'm going to give it a 4.3. Thanks for listening. Merry Christmas. Hope everyone has a happy, healthy holiday. And we'll be reading the Christmas swap next week to stay in the holiday season. So thanks for the listening. The holiday swap. Oh. What did I? The, the holiday swap. You what did I call the Christmas it? swap. <laughs> whoops <laughs> what? we're reading the holiday swap but thanks for listening this is Kayla and Marissa have a good day and follow us on book talks podcast on instagram and tiktok